Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. Trembling and astonishment, fear and wonder, two emotions, two states of being. Have you ever felt them together? And perhaps it was an experience or an encounter that right when it happened, you couldn't talk about it. You just couldn't speak. You had to catch your breath, collect your thoughts, sit down. Pull yourself together. Well, that was the state of Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome on the first Easter morning, trembling and astonishment, fear mixed with awe. These two emotions, these two feelings had seized them, laid hold of them. It had been quite a morning. Mark tells us that it was after the Sabbath. It was the first day of the week. It was early morning. And the three women were on their way to a tomb. They were on their way to a grave. They were on their way to the place where the body of Jesus lay, for it had been three days. Three days since he was beaten. Three days since he was rejected. Three days since he was mocked, sentenced to death, crucified, suffered. It had been three days since Jesus died. Three days of mourning, three days of sadness, three days of despair, confusion, anger, tears. Now, just like these three women, almost every one of you, has made the long walk to a grave. Each of you has lost someone to death. You have experienced in some degree sadness, despair, confusion, anger, and tears in the face of death. And and you should. Why? Because death is an enemy. Death is God's enemy. It's not just natural. It's not just the way of things. It's not just the the normal end of life. One that comes for some sooner than others or more tragically than others. The truth is that death is not what God intended Death is not what God intended for his creation. Death is not what God intended for you. When God created, he did not purpose death, will death, only life. But death is a result of sin. Death is the curse of sin. Death is punishment for sin. There would be no death if there were no sin. There would be no death if we did not break God's law. There would be no death if we did not fail to love. But we do. And there is. 
Death is an enemy that takes. It's an enemy that wounds. And those emotions that can seize you in the face of death, that you feel deep in your heart, deep in your gut, reveal the truth that it's not right. Death is not right. Even when you know the one who died lived a long life or is better off, no longer suffering, even when you know they're with the Father, you still miss them. You miss their presence. You miss their warmth. You miss their voice. You miss their touch. You miss their laughter. And their absence creates a hole in your life, a hole in your heart that's never really filled. Jesus was dead. It had been three days, and the women were on their way to the tomb, and they were bringing spices. Myrrh, myrrh mixed with oils and aloes. They were going to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body, and their purpose was not to preserve, but simply to perfume the decaying body. And this was an act of love, a ritualistic act of devotion. Now, normally bodies were anointed prior to burial, but Jesus' body had been taken from the cross at a late hour, almost sunset. And at sunset, on the day Jesus died, at sunset, the Sabbath began. And on the Sabbath, you could not anoint a dead body. On the Sabbath, you could not bury a dead body. So it was with haste that the body of Jesus was laid in a tomb. Well, the Sabbath was passed. It was the first day of the week. And the three women were on their way to anoint his body. The sun had just risen. Light was breaking through the darkness. A new day was dawning. And then they remembered the stone. The heavy stone blocking the entrance of the tomb. The heavy stone sealing the tomb. Who would move it? They couldn't do it. Well, perhaps someone would be nearby or perhaps someone would pass by to help them. But when they arrived, the tomb was already open. Imagine their surprise. The stone was already rolled away. What could have happened? Did someone take his body? Didn't they do enough to him already? Or did someone else simply arrive before they did? Maybe it was John. Maybe it was Peter. Well, to find out, the three women entered the tomb. And there was no body. But the tomb was not empty. As they looked around, they saw a young man seated on the, white, on the right, dressed in white. It was an angel, a messenger of God. For that's what an angel is. An angel is a messenger sent by God with a message from God. And the women responded, these three women responded, as all do in the Bible, whenever an angel appears to them, fear. Fear. They were alarmed. They were distressed. As if they had not already been in a storm of emotion. And then the angel speaks. And here's this message. Listen, listen to verse 6 again from our passage. Do not be alarmed. 
You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. In three words. It's, it's one word in Greek. In three words, this messenger proclaims the gospel. In three words, this angel announces the good news that transformed everything. In three words, this angel reveals that everything has changed, that nothing is the same. In three words, this angel declares joy, the joy of Easter, the joy of this day. He has risen. He has risen. You seek Jesus. He's not here. He has risen. He was rejected. He has risen. He was abandoned. He has risen. He was mocked. He has risen. He was beaten. He has risen. He was crucified. He has risen. He suffered. He has risen. He was dead. He has risen. The tomb is empty. He's not here. Jesus is alive. Resurrected. That is the good news of Easter. That is what we remember today. That is what we celebrate today. And it means this. It means God has conquered death. Through Jesus, through the Son, God has overcome this enemy. Through Jesus, God has triumphed over its power. He's broken the curse. He is victorious. He is alive. He has risen. And he's risen for you. The curse is lifted the punishment already received, which means death does not have the final say over life. Death will not have the final say over life, over your life or over anyone else's life. Jesus will, and he has risen. He's the first. He, he blazed the trail for you. He led the way for you. He made the path for you. And if you follow him, and that's what a disciple is. A disciple's a follower. If you place your faith in him, if he is your Lord, you will follow him through death unto life. Resurrected life. When Jesus returns, and he will return, you too will rise. Body and soul to eternal life, forever life, forever life without suffering, forever life without sickness, without anxiety, without fear, without aging, without tears, life without death. And the promise is for you. Through faith, the promise is for you. Believe. Receive the resurrected Christ. This, this is the good news of the gospel. This is the good news of Easter. This is the hope of Easter. It's the good news and hope that you have at every funeral. 
at every death you face. He has risen. Death is overcome. Death is undone. And this is God's love for you. This is God's amazing, willing to suffer and die love for you. Well, the angel continues, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. But the angel wanted the women to tell what they had seen, to proclaim the good news of Easter to the disciples and to Peter, Peter who betrayed him, and that they should go to see Jesus, could go see him in Galilee, that the risen Jesus would be waiting for them there. Well, after the angel spoke, the women fled the tomb and they said nothing to anyone. Why? Why were they silent? Why didn't they speak? Why didn't they obey the angel? Well, again, Mark tells us, trembling and astonishment had seized them. Fear and awe had laid hold of them. Now, for good reasons. I mean, they, they woke up that morning sorrowful. They woke up that morning expecting to anoint the dead body of one that they had loved. But instead, instead, the stone would, was rolled away. Instead, the body was gone. A messenger of God appeared to them, spoke to them, told them Jesus was alive, resurrected. And in that moment, everything had changed. Nothing was the same. So surely it was almost too much to take in. Trembling and astonishment seized them. So they had, to, they had to catch their breath. They had to collect their thoughts. They had to sit down. They had to pull themselves together before they could speak, before they could tell, which they did which they did eventually. But, but Mark doesn't tell us that. Mark ends with their silence. He ends with their silence and he ends with their fear. And he ends this way, I think, as a challenge. It's a challenge for you. It's a challenge for, for anyone who reads his gospel. Don't be silent. And don't be afraid. This is good news. This is the best of all news. It's life-changing, world-shattering, history-altering news. He has risen. Death is not the end. There is hope and life. Tell it. Share it. Christ is risen. Hallelujah and amen.
Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 